This is the 10,000 Depositions Later podcast, episode 77. I'm Jim Garrity. Hey, everybody, this is going to be a very short episode and the last one of the year for us. We will be back the first week of January, and we've got a long and fantastic lineup of actionable topics to cover in 2022. Okay, two quick things to cover in this episode. First, we had some great questions from litigators after our last episode, uh, episode 76, on depositions by written questions. One question was, are deponents allowed to take regular breaks and talk to lawyers during those breaks during a deposition on written questions? The answer, absent a protective order or local rule to the contrary, is yes. In this respect, depositions by written questions under Rule 31 or its state equivalent are no different from oral depositions under Rule 30. The general rule in most jurisdictions is that it's okay for lawyers to speak with their clients during breaks in testimony. You will recall that Rule 30C1 says that the examination and cross-examination in a deposition proceed as they would at trial. And unless a judge orders otherwise, you are of course permitted to speak with your client during breaks in testimony in an actual trial. So the same thing applies to depositions. Now, of course, always check your local rules to make sure there isn't a local rule that otherwise prevents discussions like that during breaks. But I wouldn't be too concerned about lawyers conferring uh, with their clients during breaks in depositions by written questions. They, of course, do the same thing during oral depositions. A second question we got from a litigator was, is there a time limit? on depositions by written questions. The litigator that sent this question in noticed that Rule 31B says that the officer, generally meaning the court reporter, must promptly proceed in the manner provided in Rule 30C, 30E, and 30F to conduct the examination. But the lawyer noticed that this skips Rule 30D, which is the subsection that limits depositions to seven hours. Now, you could certainly make the argument that the drafters contemplated that because the court reporter is both asking questions and typing, that a deposition upon written questions is not or should not be time limited. On the other hand, at least in the federal courts, Rule 26B1 says that all discovery must be proportionate to the needs of the case. So certainly, even though Rule 31 isn't crystal clear on whether there's a durational limit, if you're on the defending end of this kind of deposition, you probably want to ask the court uh, to impose the same durational limit as applies to an oral deposition. You know, I think a lot of lawyers, litigators, are just afraid to try depositions on written questions. And it's a fact that many courts have panned depositions by written questions as clunky. And to some extent, they can be. On the other hand, think about oral depositions where you have an opposing lawyer sitting across from you who's constantly interrupting your questions, constantly making speaking objections. That's a different kind of clunky. It's very disruptive. It destroys testimony if you allow it. And of course, you heard me say many times, you should never allow an opposing lawyer to engage in that kind of conduct. So every tool in your deposition arsenal has pluses and minuses. So I say, if you've never tried depositions by written questions, Find a case where you can experiment with it and see how it goes. I am in no way suggesting that this is a widespread substitute for oral depositions. It's definitely not right for a wide variety of situations, but it has its place and you ought to have a working familiarity with it. 
So pick a case where you feel like you can try it without jeopardizing a client's rights and just see how it works. All right, one last thought about this. I wanted to share a conversation I had yesterday with a listener that had emailed us about this topic. In that conversation, we strayed over to a discussion about written interrogatories. And the lawyer was saying that she has mostly stopped sending interrogatories in the typical civil case because the answers are frequently useless. They typically contain hordes of objections and the answers, to the extent there is anything useful, are usually written by a lawyer. So then I asked her, well, what if you could serve interrogatories where the responding party had to answer them directly without the direct guiding hand of a lawyer? Would you find interrogatories more useful under those circumstances? She said, yes, of course. I said, well, that's a deposition by written questions. They are analogous to interrogatory questions being posed directly to the responding party without the direct intervening hand of a litigator. All right, so enough on depositions by written questions. That's really it for today's episode. I did want to say thank you to all of you who have subscribed and followed this podcast since we began in October 2020. The listening audience has grown far beyond anything we ever imagined, picking up thousands and thousands of actively practicing trial lawyers, which means that we've come up with the right formula for you. And that's exactly what we set out to do. We designed this podcast to be immediately useful for you. Every episode is a single topic. We aim to keep the episodes between 10 and 30 minutes, usually between 10 and 20 minutes. We know you're busy. We jump right into the topic by design. We include practice tips for both sides of the issue and novel techniques that we've picked up in our deposition heavy practice. And we provide our research in the show notes with full case sites and parentheticals. And of course, we update those show notes when we get additional cases on point. We also made a decision from the outset that we would include exactly no war stories. There's nothing worse than listening to a seminar where the presenter is simply telling you about battles they fought in the past. For us, and I'm certain for you, those kinds of stories have absolutely no value. So in designing this podcast, we decided to slice and dice until we were lean and mean. The latest strategies and tactics, the newest cases, actionable content, research in the show notes, all about depositions and nothing else. So thank you again for listening and making this show an incredible success. And if you'd like to send us the smallest of holiday gifts, leave us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to also leave a couple of sentences about what you happen to find especially valuable, that's also hugely appreciated. We would love nothing more than to wake up Christmas morning and find a group of new five-star ratings with a short comment about what you liked best. Finally, special thanks to our small but mighty research and production team, uh, Josh Siskind, David Chen, and David Rosen. And thanks to the support from our publishing team, who I'll be seeing in New York City in just a few days. So we'll be back after the first of the year. I hope you have a safe and happy holiday season. If you ever have any questions or want to share some comments with us directly, it's depositionpodcast at jimgarrytylaw.com. We'll talk to you soon.